podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Hello and welcome to the Gags Tandon Show. I'm standing in once again on the post-match call-in. And um, to be honest, that has to be one of the most professional performances um, by a Liverpool team I have seen in a long, long time. Um, It's a joy coming back after a couple of weeks of no Liverpool and, well, to come back to something like this on an early kickoff, especially when you're a bit nervy with some players out, especially Ali and Fab. But let's talk about all of that. We've got... Um, well, I've got joining me, Justin Wells. Justin, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I mean, I think that that particular performance can be summed up with exactly one phrase. Lads, it's Watford. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll discuss all of that. Um, we'll discuss all of that when um, we get to it. But we're also joined by Shri. Shri Gant, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, guys. Doing good. Lovely to have you, man. Lovely to have you. Look, let's just get right into it. We have actually a caller straight away, Nigel Cody. Nigel, how are you doing, my friend? Hello, Gags. How are you? Very, very good, actually, after that. Very good. Just come back off uh, of recovering from COVID myself. So now feeling much, much better. And, you know, a Liverpool win like that is always welcome. There you go, the cure for COVID, Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, well, Mo is, Mo is, Mo Salah is the cure oh. for COVID right now, to be honest. Yeah, best player in the world by an absolute mile. He's not even close. Absolutely. What question do you have for us, mate, or point? No, it's just a, it's just a, a point. I, I just thought, apart from, from Mo, it was a good performance today, but I thought Joel Matip was outstanding. Um, didn't, look, it's, it's the same thing with Naby. I said it before when I was on Nina's show earlier on in the season. Manage the minutes of Joel and Naby, and we've got two unbelievable players. They, they look really good, both of them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't, I can't, won't disagree with you at all. Um, this is an interesting conversation with Justin. Justin, the, prior to the season, you really wanted rid of Joel Matip. Really, really wanted rid of Joel I, Matip. I, so it's good to have this discussion of, right now. The reason, First off, I'm glad to admit I'm wrong. The reason I wanted rid of him has nothing to do with the player's ability. I know how good he is. It's the fact that it, it's Nigel nailed it. It's the same reason that I also thought maybe, you know, finding different pastures for Naby might have also been helpful too. The two of them yeah. have been unreliably available, and availability is one of the most important things in a player. Yeah, but if you could keep, if you could keep Joel Matip fit and playing, like hell yeah, keep he's great. Like my my issues with him have nothing to do with ability, right? Mm. It's all to do with availability. And yeah. if he's available and he's able to play, like he's fantastic. So you know what? I'm wrong. Glad to be wrong. 
happy to be wrong when it works out in our favor. Yeah, managing minutes. That's what it's all about. Yeah, there is one thing I want to talk about with Naby in this game, though, too, right? Because <clears throat> in the mid in our midfield, Jordan Henderson has come under a lot of you know, criticism lately and scrutiny. Yeah. A lot of it's a lot of it's deserved. Like his performances haven't been particularly good, but I do think that there is something that happens when Naby and Henderson play together, where there is some sort of they, they seem to balance each other well, and that was that was on display again today because you know I, I think that the two you know I think that Naby's ability to control the ball and carry the ball mitigates Henderson's you know the fact that he's not good at those two particular things. Jordan Henderson's, you know, ability is going to be recycling. His best ability is going to be recycling the ball and progressing the ball by passing. Naby Kadas is going to be ball retention and moving the ball forward by carrying. The two of them, I think, balance each other well. And I think that that worked out in the midfield today. Uh, and I think it gives you something else. You, you know, it gives you another wrinkle you can use. Now, again, like, look, it's Watford. I'm not necessarily going to sit there and say that what works against the likes of Musa Sissoko, a combination of Musa Sissoko and Tom Cleverly is going to work against a lot of Premier League teams because, you know, that's a, a bad Premier League midfield right there. But there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to sit off of us, and that kind of balance can work. It allows you to rest fab. It allows you to manage minutes of a bunch of other players. And it gets the best out of those two. And Naby also did give me one of my favorite moments of the match today when he baited, um, the, when he baited Lucho into... Uh, dribbling right into him and then just did a tackle and turn immediately like just perfectly how you want a player to bait uh, you know a midfielder to bait an attacker to just take the ball off of him and go immediately it was kind of uh, Fabinho-esque um I enjoyed the performance from both of them today and yeah. managing their Justin. minutes is gonna is gonna be good yeah. Justin can I just point out something that you said there please for a second go you for said it. yeah you said cleverly and uh, whoever the other guy was in the middle of the field for Watford, they're saying yes, it's not a great midfield. Yeah, everyone was saying they're not a great midfield. But how many times have we heard that Milner and Henderson, or, or Henderson and Keita, are not good enough in our midfield? We're the only unbeaten team in the league. You know, and, and Listen, these two. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I think before we get carried away with anything, we have to acknowledge that to, this was one of the worst teams we've yeah. probably played under you. Oh, yeah, you know, this this, yeah. this was one of the most... You don't have 85%, well, 87%, you know, what was it, 85% possession in the first half an hour against it. I mean, that is horrific, you know. Oh, that is, yes, absolutely. And, and before we continue with that, we'll get on to that. But can we go to Shri? Shri? Your your thoughts on um, Naby and then Joel as well, since the con- uh, since the question was double barreled. Yeah, I think obviously Joel is first choice. It's been clear always that if he can remain fit, he's as good as Van Dijk. I think Van Dijk, everybody knows, is almost treated as the best defender in the world currently. But Matip, though not talked about in the same sense, you could say is actually good. And who who would have guessed we are talking about Matip as a player who will break the lines? Let's. Defending is great, but in terms of what, in tight games, the ability for him to break into midfield, even into attack, I think that's a facet which has come in, I think, far more in this season. So, obviously, I think it's clear. One thing Klopp has shown is he is going to rotate, which is something we haven't seen before, which means the signs are good. He's going to pick games where Matip is going to be rested, and four centre-backs gives you the luxury, which obviously, foolishly, we didn't have last season. Absolutely. And Nabi, what are your thoughts on Nabi Shree? 
Yeah, I think I think Nabi is the best fit for the left side of the midfield role. At least we have seen whenever Nabi has played as Justin talked about it in a bit that uh, the balance it gives when Henderson plays with Nabi. I don't think we are able to achieve uh, with someone else. Maybe Curtis Jones in a way. But Nabi has the control. You could say I think Nabi's discipline has come about in terms of marking space, in terms Mate, of that's the key. That's the key. I the think discipline. he was so disciplined today. So disciplined. I think that's what Wijnaldum can We always talked about Wijnaldum not doing anything on the ball. But it's about his ability to cover space in that midfield. Like, okay, cutting out the passing zone or immediately sensing a counter-attack. And that is why I think Nabi becomes the key because he, I think he's the best fit of the left side of the midfield. He played Henderson in one game. That's not his role. He, he's a, traditionally a right-side moving uh, attacker or a midfielder. I don't think Henderson is a fit on the left. Thiago maybe could play, but again, Thiago, how much is he going to remain fit? We don't know. I think it's imperative. Nabi needs to be fit with Nabi and the Curtis Jones rotation on the left side. I think those are the best two we can foot, uh, fit on the left side of the midfield with, say, Henderson, Fabinho and Thiago rotating between the other two positions with Obviously, it depends on when Harvey is back. Obviously, once he's back, he's going to slot in somewhere. But I think that left side, we are restricted because of the tactical discipline we need off the ball, which means it has to be uh, in, in kind of tight games, Nabi, and maybe in games where we can actually attack from the left as well, it has to be Curtis Jones. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think, I think Thiago can do a job on the left as well, but definitely better suited to the right, especially what we saw with in the last season when he was playing with Mo and uh, Trent down there. We were unstoppable. Um, uh, but yeah, La- Naby's minutes. I mean, I was very surprised that Naby got the whole 90, but it's obviously we had to protect the fullbacks who one who's played so many games uh, already and the other one who's just coming back from injury. And then at the same time, we had to protect Milner, who we really do need. Uh, at the moment, especially with all the injuries. And so um, I think, yeah, Naby had to get those 90-odd minutes. Luckily, we pretty much camped out in the opposition's half of the whole game. So he didn't, hopefully didn't have to run too, too much. But um, I think keeping Naby fit, and I don't think he, I think he may not start on Tuesday um, with Fab coming back in. But um, let's see what happens. Uh, I just think we need to, we need to protect Naby. And now I would play him next week against United then again back into the team just because he needs those minutes but he also needs the rest uh, Sai was saying so many players in the um in the red zone today again and um you know we've got away with one there let's hope there's nothing post match that we we get announced or get told of because that would be a perfect start to the week and thank you so much Nigel anything else before you go my friend no no think that's it I'll have a listen to everybody else and have a good weekend everybody after that and Wonderful. Thank you for calling in, mate. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Okay, we'll move swiftly on to call it to JD Legend. He calls himself on Discord. Uh, Jay, are you really the legend? Allegedly, but (laughs) 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 people just call me Jay. (laughs) Jay, how, how are you doing, my friend? You must be buzzing after that as well. Uh, I'm feeling awesome, honestly. I I think I really just want to wax lyrical about Mo Salah for a second. Yes, really. go, go, go. I, I think the best compliment I can pay to him is when, you know, when you see Messi goals, like that Messi goal versus Bayern where he put Boateng on his ass and then tip Neuer, you just think, oh, that's Messi. He does it again. 
every time I see Mo Salah score these type of goals, I'm getting that feeling where it's just inevitable. He's going to do yeah. something incredible. Mm-hmm. It's Mo Salah again. And I, I think it took us a while to get here where everyone's now saying Mo Salah is the best player in the world. Mo Salah is one of the best players in Liverpool. He's been that way since season two. It's just that we're now seeing him do it for years, not just like one season, two seasons. It's five years now we've seen him do the same thing over and over and over again. And I think the world is starting to wake up to how good this guy is because I generally think he's one of the best players to ever play the sport. And this, I, I didn't think he'd get a higher level than 2017 and 2018, but I, he's, he's just a much better player than he was before. Before, it seemed kind of jammy. This is just refined brilliance. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm allowed to watch what I'm thinking at this point. So I, I, it's just incredible to see what Salah is doing right now. It's absolutely incredible. It is incredible. Um, we'll go to Shri first this time. Shri, um, personally, if I if I look at what's going on at the club and I look at the way Mo's playing right now and I look at everything, I actually feel, and this is just a, a gut feeling on my part and I put it in the chat, I feel like Mo's already signed his contract but Liverpool are doing one of those things where they time it before a United game or they time it after a loss or whatever. But I feel like he's already signed because he looks so zen. You know, there's times where he would rush shots, this and that. Right now, he is playing like a man who has no stress, no worries, knows he's going to be here for years. And he's just turning on that style week in, week out, Shree. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have any evidence or anything. I just feel like it's done. You know, it's already done. And um, that's, 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 that's my gut feel on it. I, I just can't believe how amazing he is and how he's playing right now. It's, it's, I think it's uh, on another level to 17-18 as well as first year because, the, the, you know, there was element of tappings and stuff in that year too, but this year he's literally just going mental. I mean, I mean, two weeks in a row, I would say to what Jay said, this was Messi, but the filthy Messi one, not the Lionel one. You're talking about two, <laughs> week, two weeks in a row. I mean, I mean he scores, but it's, it's almost like... First season, they say, call him one season wonder. Can he repeat it? And then he says, oh, it's just two seasons. Then they'll say, oh, he's done it only 10 seasons. Can he do the 11th one? It's something like that. <laughs> he, he scored last week. I mean, okay, yeah, he did. It. But to actually repeat it, and he's this is not the first time he's done something similar to Watford. I still remember he scored four in one game, right? Where he did something of this sort, where he was on the floor. Oh, yeah, that was Watford. <laughs> yeah, even where he was on the floor when he scored it. And this... So two weeks in order, what we have had Laporte, was it Diaz and now Katkat who who got front row lounge seats to see the goal? Like two weeks in order, they were on the front row <laughs> front seeing row the goal seeing. with just with the 3D glasses missing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he, he's doing pirouettes in the. I mean, I mean, I don't know what to say. It's his single-mindedness to score. Is something I've just not seen it with him. You see great players, you see fantastic like Messi. We have talked, but his single-mindedness to score, score. I think was it what he scored? What eight games now or is nine in a row? I don't even know how. I think many. it's eight in a row, isn't it? I think. Yeah. So. And would you actually bet against him scoring nine in a row? I wouldn't. And that's no. what we're talking. The the predictability. Now he's reached a state. That you can almost literally write, I know I'm jinxing it literally now, but uh, you can almost predict a goal. And let's leave alone the goal, the pass for the first one. 
like he literally ensured mane doesn't need a touch because if he takes a touch with mane's first touch we know at least last season's first touch you know it's going out actually so but <laughs> but but to literally ensure he doesn't need to take a first touch with an outside of the, the weight on that ball I, i mean i i don't know what to say it's really messy of the right kind for liverpool um justin um I, i don't think it's messy there's a different style to messi isn't it it's more messi messi is different this guy is rolling the ball a lot with his with the sole of his foot and it's something a little bit different i think this is the most salah right we need to start calling it the salah goal because this is yeah, the type of you know he's the best player in the world but i'm not going to sit there and say like yeah, it reminds me of messi like there's there's there so in the before before i make the next few comments i'm going to make i'm just going to bring up one particular point here Mosala's played 720 minutes in the league this season. He has 11 goal contributions. That's a goal or an assist every 65 minutes, right? Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Pretty damn incredible. Um and that's just in the league. If you bring the Champions League totals in there, the actual, you know, the frequency actually goes down and I think it brings it to the order of around every 61 minutes, which is nuts, right? So stop comparing him to Messi. Just he's the best player in the world at the moment. Don't compare him to Messi because I think it's it does no favors to Mo because Messi might be, you know, one of like the three greatest players of all time and Mo Salah um you know, as much as I love him and I want to apologize to Steven Gerrard for this comment, he's become my favorite footballer of all time. Um he's he's Mo Salah. Let's let's let him build his own legacy as like, you know, the absolute, you know, winner and just destructive force to Premier League defenses that he is because right I, there's nobody playing better right now and you're talking about like dragging the ball that's like a futsal move like that's the type of thing that people or like a beach football move that's like the type of thing that you do like you don't do that on a grass pitch it's so hard especially with a lot of Premier League pitches when they play against us teams make teams try out their pitches so you can't move the balls quickly because they know that that's a way to neutralize us Watford didn't do that today for some reason because Well, they're dumb, but Mo really just has complete control of everything he's doing at the moment. He and it, somehow he also just seems to be getting better, right? Maybe we haven't just seen his peak yet. And I think that part of the reason this kind of goes to what Tree was talking about and kind of what Jay was talking about. I think part of the reason that he came across a bit as underrated for a bit is just how high those heights were in that first season of setting the Premier League goal-scoring record uh, in his first season. Regardless of what you do afterwards, unless you follow that up immediately by scoring another 40 goal season people are somehow going to be disappointed even if you know, you go the next season and win the golden boot for a team that wins the european cup and then you know are a contributing you know a contributing scorer and playmaker to a team that wins the premier league the next year um you know sometimes you said sometimes it's it's possible to set so high a standard that people will underrate what you do afterwards just because you might not have hit the numbers that you hit beforehand but he's uh he's going to do that this season so yeah, I, I destroy I a bunch of bad two, arguments the last two game weeks if people weren't already you know cuz obviously let's be honest if they weren't already accepting that this guy is world class and one of the best in the world if liverpool fans will call him the best in the world we're going to be biased about it and we believe it we will say it because we believe it but obviously there'll be plenty of other players that are good but he's now undoubtedly undoubtedly world, world class undoubtedly and also you know that should be undoubtedly worldwide for any fan because they'll be watching this and if they didn't believe before they fucking believe now you know so that that i mean 
not on top of that, the human being aspect. He is, he is the he, he's he's idol of of you know, of crazy. You know, it's just how do you put it into words? He's just everything. He's got everything, hasn't he? He really has got everything, and I honestly think, I obviously, I honestly think he's going to, um, he's going to be here for a long, long time, and he's going to be breaking even, even more records for us. And um, Jay, is there anything else you want to add? Because like, I think Shri covered it. The assist and, and Justin as well. The assist was beautiful, and he was putting Danny Rose on his ass all game, to the point where. I think I heard NBC started body shaming um, Danny <laughs> yes, Rose. Yes, Jim, Jim, Jim Begwin did call Danny Rose fat. Yeah, you know, like that. that is awful, awful you know. <laughs> that, 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 you should never, I shouldn't laugh, that should, you should not be doing that on TV. I'm well, sorry, you, you know. And, and that. <laughs> you, you just can't help it because I, I, we all thought the same thing, we just didn't want to say it. But when the commentator, when he said it, I said, ooh, that, that's, that's a line that you shouldn't cross. But I felt bad for Danny Rose. I think I said a few prayers for him because it, uh, Salah was just ripping him to shreds all game <laughs> to the point where I think it was at the 60th minute. He just had this look on his face and I said, sub him off. Just, just get him off the field because it was endless. Salah just did not that leave him was- alone. That was humiliating, wasn't it? Really, it, it was terrible. It really was. But I, I would say the one, the last thing I really just wanted to harp on is um, Mane coming back to form is extremely important. Not just Mane, but Firmino as well. Um, I think I saw a tweet earlier where it's back to 2017-18, where we'd see Salah, Firmino, and Mane on the score sheet a lot, but we have an actual world class back five. And I think the way Liverpool are playing now this may be the best iteration of Liverpool we've seen. And I know it's crazy to say, but it seems like every game we go into, it seems like no matter what, we're going to dominate. No matter who we're playing, we're going to dominate. And the thing is, we still have Thiago to come in. We still have a few injuries. The team still needs to actually ramp up the gear. We're not even, we're kind of playing in second gear for all of these games. Hmm. When Thiago settles in and actually plays a few games, and if Keita can stay fit, we can beat everybody. No matter who, PSG, Bayern, Madrid, and that, but that's the key, though, right? It's yeah. a massive if of keeping those players fit. And I think, I think a fully fit squad. We're we're still lacking a couple of fullbacks and uh, well, one fullback, maybe a midfielder, I think, and maybe another forward. I mean, we are still lacking, but if they can get the luck that they did over that two-year period of 2018 to 2020, yep. where we had hardly any injuries, that will I will then agree with you that this would be a very, very hard team to beat. Very hard team to beat. And Mane, like you said, in the last couple of games, has started showing signs of just, you know, finishing. I know he missed one today, missed the sitter today, but to be honest, it's that first one. If yeah. he misses that first one, it's nil-nil. Maybe we don't go on to smash him. Well, I think we do, actually. But yeah. still, the, the, it's very important to score early. Liverpool going a goal ahead, I feel... It's just like an impossible task then for the opposition. It's literally if we go it's ahead, it becomes unless they're like a city or something, it becomes. But when they're that type of team, a Watford or a, a or a Dross team, I think us going ahead means that's pretty much we're not losing this game now. You know, yep. that's guaranteed. We're just not losing it. We'll 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 just absolutely either pace them or just get a couple of goals and just chill. And that's what a lot, like you said, that's what happens when you have a Van Dyke and a Matip. 
playing. And today, we didn't even have Alisson or Fabinho in the side. And you know what? For me, that is that is massive because the ability to be able to rest players against the dross, we just don't do it. We normally just go full pelt against everybody. Yeah. So I, I, I think what Klopp needs to start doing is against some of these teams... You know, give Fab a rest. Uh, Fab Fab is gonna do. It's gonna do him so much, so much good to have that time off from Thursday to Tuesday. You know, and it doesn't yeah. seem like long, but imagine if he was playing Sunday and Wednesday. Then that would be another. You know, three more games in a week. This is gonna do him a, a whole world. Of, you know, good. Spending some time with his wife in Madrid, where they where they've been before. Since like going home. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, exactly. Kegs, I got a question for you there, right? Because we're talking now about, you know, if you're talking about sitting fab against the draws, it brings you back to the conversation of why do we need to play Lucas Leva as a defensive midfielder against teams where we're going to have 60% of the ball? Um, mm. I mean, it, it just comes down to, it's like, you know, you don't necessarily, first off, like that team wasn't going to try to play us through midfield because they knew that they just could, right? And if you look at every single time they tried to get forward, they were caught offside which is actually, by the way, great center back play because if your line is consistently kept steady and you catch the team, the other team offside every time they attack, your center backs are doing a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, but, everyone, the fullbacks too, everyone's doing a great the job. Fullbacks, yeah, the, the line, yeah, the defensive line was fantastic today. It seemed like every single time Watford even tried to get forward there. So. But um, yeah, I think it's an interesting point about, raise, about resting fab against some of the, you know, some of the dross competition is because if you look at where our midfield numbers actually lie, Anderson is a backup six. Might be a way to get him the, the you know the minutes that he needs now while maybe is, against the draws. Hundo at six yeah, is totally while his, fine. While his while his legs you know while he's trying to get his legs up to pace because going box to box, I think you're covering about seventy yards of the pitch as a midfielder. When you're playing the six, you're really actually restricted to covering about fifty yards, and it's more lateral than it is up and down. And I think that that may be actually what his legs are probably fit for at the moment in particular against sides that aren't going to really have any sort of territorial advantage against us. Absolutely, mate. I think you hit the nail on the head. Totally, totally, totally agree. Um, Okay, Jay, thank you so much for calling in, my friend. Uh, Appreciate your time. Uh, We are... uh, Shri, before Jay goes, anything else you want to add on to what Justin said as well? Yeah, I think in terms of the Fabinho thing... My personal preference is one of Fabinho and Keita need to play hmm. to ensure some sort of a balance. Yeah, I'm op- obviously Fabinho needs rest, but hoping that we can dovetail one of them at least playing, I think that gives far more balance for all the reasons we have already discussed before. You, you know what, only- what my view was at the moment. You're right. My view was if Fab's fit and you know is is playing isn't being absolutely flogged by his country as well, which normally doesn't happen. They, they, Casemiro was wasn't wasn't available, so he normally just you know trains with them, so he doesn't actually get to play many minutes. But since he's been flogged this time, he needed the rest. But if he's fit and playing, and and Thiago's fit, it's Thiago or Cater in the team for me. One of them has to be with him. I think then that really gives you some solidity in there, something world class feel type of you know that I've, Fab's got I a would, player with him that can do anything. I would, I would play all three against these teams. Yeah, true. there's no sense playing Henderson in these games. He's, you don't need to actually try to control these games because, especially if you are in the lead, there is, as you said, we are just going to dominate position. We are going to dominate the space. We are going to dominate the territory. There's no need for Henderson to play in these games. Actually, 
you would need him in games where you would actually play Fabinho, Henderson and someone else in tighter games but in these games you should be able to play Fabinho, Keita and Thiago, Fabinho Jones, Thiago you should be able to play anyone. We leave the league cup to say where you play Milner, Ox and say someone else but you you should be able to play those three in terms of what we need in and out of these games. The only thing I wanted to add about Salah was what Peter Dury said in terms of after the previous week where he, what he did to City, Watford, there is no shame in getting Salad. <laughs> Amazing bit repeat, but it, that's what Peter Dury is. So. Yeah, there's no shame. When you've done that to Laporte and Diaz or whatever, and you were there was on the right side for um, on their left side, sorry for City, then Watford don't have to feel ashamed at all. It's he's a he's a world class player. To be honest, a lot of players that probably got done by Messi uh, probably say, you know, once they go to their kids and say, you know, once Messi ran past me, you know, and scored, it was amazing. <laughs> so now a lot of players, I, mean, I suppose the Watford players will probably be saying that a few times because Mo's done it to him a couple of times now. They should feel ashamed, but for very different reasons. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, they should feel ashamed for not putting the effort in today. And we're going to get to that next um, as a topic. But before that, we need to take a very quick break. And um, we'll be back after these small messages. Enjoying this podcast? Then why not supercharge your support for the Reds with Anfield Index Pro? With around 30 premium podcasts every month, AI Pro offers the very best reviews, reaction and debate on all things LFC. From the acclaimed statistics and deep dive analytics found in our Under Pressure podcast, to the transfer links, scouting reports and fast live reaction shows we record after every match, AI Pro is home to our very best content. With regular appearances by Reds legends like Jan Mulby and Sir Kenny Dalglish, plus insight from journalists, sports scientists, coaches and psychologists, We'll help bring you closer to the club you love. There's never been a better time to take AI Pro for a test drive. Available on all popular podcast platforms with free apps for iOS and Android. You can try it absolutely free with no strings attached. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com to start your seven-day free trial now. To be honest, I said small messages. I don't know what small messages, short messages is what I was supposed to say. But hey, it's all good. I'm a bit rusty. And um, I'm back though. And we're back after that quick break. And uh, what I wanted to discuss with the guys was the... Uh, we don't have any other callers at the moment. But uh, what I wanted to talk with Justin, yourself and and Tree about was not getting too carried away. I mean, we've absolutely battered them 5-0. It was a brilliant um, professional performance. What you'd expect. Uh, a team that is challenging for the title to do to a side that just turns up like that. But having said that, um, Justin, you were about to speak about it or at least mentioned it just before. That was inept from Watford. That was completely inept. That is the worst team that has played against us that has had a new manager in the Klopp oh, era. Absolutely. That has got to be the worst, one of the worst performances against us, especially in the first half. So I'm, for one, ain't going to go, you know, oh, right, that's it. Now we beat Watford 5-0. Now we'll beat everybody. It's, it can't be one of those things. We just did our job on the day. We were brilliant. But that opposition was fucking awful. Not bad. I mean, that's a, that's a team that's going back down. They're going to go back down, right? 
I, I think I've resigned myself to the fact that there are three teams going down, and I feel like two of them are set in stone already between Watford and uh, Norwich, right? And we, you know, on the bright side, we got the away fixtures to both of them done at the, you know, the times at which they'd probably be the most up for it, or supposedly would be, because you know, you got Watford with a new manager bounce. Supposedly, that if that was a bounce, then uh, I don't want to see what happens when uh, they hit the lull. I mean, I think, look, I think Ranieri is going to make him better. I just don't necessarily think that he's had the time to yet. I also just don't know how much better you can make that team because there's just a lot of guys who are just, you know, championship quality players playing in the Premier League. And that we, we know how that ends. Um, they have one player of, you know, real high talent level and they couldn't get him on the ball because when you have a forward who's your real high talent level player and you just don't want a supply line to him, and I'm very clearly talking about his Malasar. Um, it's very easy to become very dispirited. There's no way that Ismail Asar is a Watford player come next August. And there's no way that Watford's a Premier League team come next August. Like, I, I just don't see they're bad. And we shouldn't get carried away. I said it at the top of the podcast, lads, Watford, right? I'm not going to name any names, but I am in a uh, WhatsApp group of the few people who were very nervous about what midfield we put out with the idea of it being, you know, Milner, Henderson, and one other. Dude, I and was my... one of them. I, honestly, I wasn't in that group, but I <laughs> was worried today because of, you know, how much the players have played over the break and, you know, people that are in the red. Fatigue is a massive thing that I do swear by. And I was worried that, you know, Milner, Hendo together is, is a danger. Is a danger for us. Nabi starting really settled me, really settled me. Because I thought I that's it. We got some discipline, dude. Henderson has been way. charging out that Man City game. If you listen to Under Pressure Pod, they were charging. Hendo and Milner were charging out, crazy out of position. Just you know, yeah. and if you if you if you subject your midfield or your defense to any kind of you know through ball or pacing behind because you're just out of position, you're gonna you're gonna have a bad day at, at the office. Luckily today. You know they were rubbish, and we didn't we didn't have to worry I, I, about sorrow over the top at all. I, the only thing that I want to bring up to that point, though, is everybody who is worried about that. The, I guess the only other question I really have to ask is: Have you watched Watford play a ninety minute game this season? No, no, I hadn't. I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't at all. I have. I, I was more. I was, I was more worried with the manager bounce. There were stats going around that they because they fucking change managers so much. They've changed managers sixteen times under this ownership, and fifteen times the new managers won his first game. I guess this is a bad thing. You know, so that type of shit was going in my head. I was like, what the fuck, man? I don't want to lose a game to fucking Watford again. Well, I guess this is a bad time for me to tell you that I actually have to leave this podcast because I've accepted a job as the manager of Watford football. (laughs) 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 Mate, you do better than fucking Ranieri. (laughs) Justin is saying Canavero is already sagged, is it? Because he was, he had taken over from Ranieri. I saw. Him are, we sure, are we sure that was Cannavaro or not, or, or Steve Inaro in disguise? <laughs> if people don't remember Steve Gennaro, you gotta look Steve Gennaro up on Twitter. But what a wonderful man he is! I think he, he can is. manage Watford better from his remote place. I think in Canada, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's look, look, I understand getting nervous about certain midfields against certain teams. If we put this midfield no, out against United next not week, certain teams. then I any then team, I, bro, any, any yeah, team, any team that any team that tries to play you, I get it. Watford haven't tried to play anybody. 
at all. Like I've watched, I've watched, I've watched two Watford games this season because I'm a glutton for punishment and like watching bad football. They have looked terrible both times I've watched them. And the spot and, and the spots at which they are terrible is the fact that they have a midfield that neither progresses the ball nor nor protects their defense. It, it, yeah. It's they're, they're they're atrocious. Like they are very 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 bad, and that's the only reason I wasn't afraid of them. Had nothing to do with whatever personnel we put out there. I, it was more just out of a complete lack of respect for Watford that I thought that they, that that I thought that we that I knew that we would just uh, get away. From uh, I hadn't watched them. I'd seen some highlights of Saar scoring some worldies and whatever. But at the end of the day, I was going off intangibles, which I shouldn't do as a as a person on UP. But I I was just worried that it's a twelve thirty kickoff. You know, this happened to us at Brighton last year. We were, you know, it, it, do you get what I mean? There's loads of historic stuff where the twelve thirty. Where you know, Klopp's been pissed. We've had injuries. We've you know all the things that were going against us. We lost Fab and and Ali. All those things just get in your mind. And I think to be honest, right now it's I'm probably in a very negative mindset with a lot of things because of the COVID stuff that happened and all that. So you know, it probably just took over me a little bit and took my outlook of football. Normally, I've got a very positive outlook on football, but. You know, it a lot of things just put together just made me think this is a bit of a banana skin here. That's all, and I just I, didn't want history to repeat itself. I just didn't see it just because of how poor they are. That's that's really it. I, that that yeah. I just didn't see it for that reason. And you were right. On the yeah. other hand, yeah. On the other, yeah. And and like I, on the other hand, like I I don't really ever want to see this particular midfield three again. And it has nothing to do with how they played today. It just has to do with how I understand, like, we function, right? Henderson and Milner together are very single-seated. They do, you know, they have a few things that they both do well. Those things are typically overlapping. Both of them are good ball progressors passing the ball. That's the one mm. skill that both of them really have at this point in their lockers, right? Which is good when you're playing against a team that isn't going to press you and is going to give you time on the ball. It works. It worked today. They, I mean, look, Jordan Henderson completed, Jordan Henderson completed a hundred passes out of 112, right? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how, fine. I, yeah, it's fine. No, I mean, it's not like any of it was incisive, but he just kept everything ticking. That's all he needed to do. Cause dude, they're just Keen, not good. Keen. They're not going to play. A load of you might know Keen Dreamstar. Uh, Hakeem, he's a subscriber to AI Pro. He's been on Nina's show before. He's called into Nina's show a lot. He was saying in Discord, and if you're not on Discord, folks, why aren't you joining us for the match commentary or at least the chat that we have during the game? It's uh, amphidinners.com forward slash Discord. Let me know if you're an AI Pro subscriber. You'll get access to live NKSs and other live shows as well. Uh, they do live um, post-match Raw after the Champions League, so that'll be this week. But Keem was saying, going back to what Keem said, Keem was saying that Hendo not playing on the right, doesn't get involved in Trent and Mo. And we have to talk about, Shri, we have to talk about Trent and Mo link up on that right side because Trent's passing in that first half, especially, maybe not, I didn't notice it in a second, but first half, Jesus Christ, he was zinging it. He was zinging that ball everywhere, finding Mo. Oh my God, it was beautiful to watch Shri. Before before Mo and Trent, I need to talk about Watford. I mean, <laughs> yes, there's cool, so much to so much to talk about Watford. Uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine a game which could get far worse, but still far more predictable than say a Man City Burnley. 
I mean, this had a 5-0 written all the way around. I mean, how bad were Watford? The only thing, only team which could be worse than them would be 11 versions of me playing. And even then, only 10 would be better because I would play better than <laughs> Rosewood and I'm a fucking goalkeeper in a school team. <laughs> how bad were they? I'm, I'm like, I'm just looking at the numbers. 957 touches for Liverpool. The whole Jesus, game. Jesus, I was hoping it was a thousand passes, you know. Damn. Passes were seven ninety-three apparently. I know we should have just done a few more of those little ones. You know when they're just standing in the middle, just passed each other twenty times. Should have done a few more of them. <laughs> I, I mean, how bad were that? Even Allison was amazing in this game. <laughs> From Madrid. <obviously. laughs> That's how bad Watford was. But... Oh, I mean, yeah. you know how bad they were? They were so bad that Samuel Emanuele could have started in goal for us and I would have been comfortable. Oh, fuck. I mean, That's really bad. Like, really. I mean, you, you could almost say replace bad with Watford as a synonym. It was that bad. <laughs> uh, this, this is the biggest Watford gap I have seen, I could say. <laughs> You're killing me, Shri! <laughs> what food gap? <laughs> oh, mate, you know when I was a kid? Just, just let me go to the Watford Gap if you don't know and you're a foreign supporter. Basically, there's, um, there used to be services there was where I used to go. Watford Gap services. And I used to just love the sausages there. So if Dad ever stopped there, I used to love the sausages. Absolutely. But anyway... Um, they were still on. doling it around today, right? <laughs> <laughs> Really bad. Oh, I, mean, I was like, dear. I don't know whether I would, I wanted to laugh or cry at the end of the game. I mean, it was really bad because I quite like Ranieri, to be honest. I quite like, and I watched some bit of his Sampdoria. Obviously, I as Justin initially said, I just think he's not got the time, and the team is shocking. I, I, I have no idea why he played Sar down the middle though. That is one thing I could one why he went to a back three. Maybe I think they. They had a centre-back issue, I think. They actually signed someone in the window. I mean, during the international break, I think. They didn't have centre-backs. Still, he put Rose at centre-back, put Masina as a wing-back, and neither wanted to mark Mo Salah. It's like you wanted them to double up. And neither wanted to mark Mo Salah. And I don't know why he put Saad down the middle. If anything you wanted to do, you could have achieved with him being one-on-one with one of the full-backs. Rather than him playing against both Matip and Van Dijk, if you are down the middle, he has to play against both of them. Why would you put him one versus two rather than I try to get him isolated against, say, Andy Robertson? I had no idea why they did it. And they would... Uh, long clearances isn't the way you are going to use Ismail Saar best. You would want an over-top ball, but the most likely outcome of him contributing anything would have been down the wings and I have no idea why they put him down the middle. It's it's almost like they turned up not wanting to. But yeah, obviously the performance explained it. Uh, so I didn't get... But coming back to your original question, I think enough of Watford, I think. I think we spoke more about them than they turned up in the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have. That's I think enough, obviously... Enough slamming Trent, of Watford. Trent, Trent... Uh, I mean, I think Trent has turned up like three levels this season obviously i think he's had a good break fortunately good break i think that's the common thing gags i would say in terms of most of our players a lot of them seem 
one hungrier is one but just freshness because mo has got a break what after one century same with mane trend got a break ha- i think it has been a perfect culmination where a lot of them have got a huge break which they have never had you could say in their like career at least in the last 4 5 years and i think that's contributed everybody is fresh and also it's also helping with club being more what pragmatic yeah pragmatic is the word in terms of rotating even today he sends it the as early as we could in terms of 60 minutes it took him out but trends levels have been like 3 3 4 levels up i i think that midfield thing again i think one of the commentators brought up but makes no sense his the space utilization from the wings and again did he have one pass was it to mane or mo the outside of the foot from the right yeah i i don't remember who was mo it. yep i think it was I, mo first half yeah it was beautiful it really was i mean in any other team you would say he's been the best player in the team this season but you know for us <laughs> yeah you others are getting salad so Yeah, no. <laughs> I was getting so unfortunate. So it's like you said they're getting solid there. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh dear, they might as But, well go for a salad. You know, that's what. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, to have up. two players, and I think the, as first collaborator, Matip is playing at that level. I could say, I it's understandable that Van Dijk is still rolling out. Matip is clearly standing out as the best centre back, at least personally for me. So we have yeah, like I think, you know what for... I don't I don't agree with Genus much but he was saying that VVD is probably going to take a couple more months you know to to get back to being that great that he was you know and that's fine it as but 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 Shri what VVD does add is solidity man no matter what no matter what he covers well today he covered well when Sar was down the uh, or was it Dennis down the left hand side just sh- shepherded it out um he was so calm in chesting and heading the ball and everything was just very calm from VVD today as well and it just adds that level of comfort for the entire team the entire team just the, feels did you see that ping from VVD right at the start of the game as well from start of the game f- fuck me like that's the difference that's the I, difference that he adds you know and tactically I, 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 with with him sorry justin uh, tactically we are able to hold the line with him i don't think with his uh, without his space we can't hold the line which we need to compress the compress the territory i think one he gives the discipline in holding the line he ensures the line is held that's why we have so many offsides again after a break we have so many offsides turning up but one uh, his space allows us to compress the field like anything uh, i think that is something we can't replace tactically Sorry just Yeah, I I just wanted to bring one other th- another thing up that we haven't gotten to quite yet, which is we've gone this long through this podcast and haven't mentioned the name of a guy who just scored a hat-trick. Well, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And before we go there, we're going to talk about Sadio because <laughs> we're going to talk about Sadio because a lot of people have been on Sadio's case. Um, you know, and I was worried about Sadio last year as well. Uh, this year and i think the proof is in the pudding if sadio doesn't have to think about something and just hit it sadio scores and sadio does good things when sadio gets too much time sadio all of a sudden does not do as well but in the last couple of games especially um he's been you know played through by mo and he's hit them first time and they've gone in and i have to say this year this season even though people are still worried about 
you know, how he's been playing this and that. It's the predict the predict the productivity is far far superior to last year, and he's just getting you know he's just doing much better. And I know he missed loads of chances in one game, but ended up scoring at the end. But that's fine as long as he scores and we win. We're still undefeated. It's so much better, Justin, to have even this version of Sadio to last year. You know, even if he's half oh, of what a, he was eighteen to twenty. You know. Well, I don't think it's even that he's half of what he was 18 to 20. I think this is where, and this is a conversation that you know I had on the, the US pod that we released this week, cheap plug. But um, listen go to it, free, yeah. go, go to the free side for that one. But this, this, this is a conversation that I've had often with uh, one of my associates, Mr. Lubo Murka. Um, it's finishing. It's all finishing differential, right? Sadio from in the, 20, in the 2018 and 2019 and 2019-2020 seasons, Finished 24% of his chances, which is an unsustainably high rate. Yeah. That finishing rate halved last season as, uh, to, to, to you know, 12% of his chances, alongside also getting fewer chances per match. This yeah. season, his finishing has peaked up a little bit. I think he's finishing something around 16 or 17% of his chances, which is, by the way, an elite finishing rate. That is yeah. typically the rate that Mo Salah and Harry Kane have been at throughout most of their careers. And those two, regardless of what you want to sit there and say and how the media covers the difference of the two of them, those two are elite finishers, right? So if Mane can just get to that point where it's elite but not unsustainably hot, considering the fact that also this season one number has jumped off the table, which is he's getting more shots per 90 minutes. His shot rate this season is at about four per 90, whereas in previous seasons it's been around two, two and a half. So he's getting more chances. He's finishing fewer of them than he did in those two seasons of his real hot period, but he's finishing better than he did last season, right? He's going to be fine. He gets himself into constant situations and positions to score. That's really what you need from a forward. Like, there aren't, like, the whole myth of, you know, guy gets one chance and finishes one chance, that's really not how any of this works. It works by elite forwards get constant chances and, 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 you know, just get themselves into enough positions to score where they eventually do score one. Yeah. That's what Mane did do. Last year, he and was that's what it one is. of the worst in the league for missing big chances though, right? And that's yeah. the difference now. When he's one-on-one, he's, he's managing to put... I think if you look at that um, percentage of, of scoring those or p- putting those in, at least putting them on target even, is much better now. And that, that's got to be the key because he wasn't doing that enough last year. <clears throat> he was getting the chances. He just... The one-on-ones, that the, there were some sitters he was missing... You know, and and he's he's put that right. He's putting that yeah. right this year, and that is a sign, a really good sign for us. Because if Mo's got that support in the team of goals, goals being scored, and today more support, I and mean, we'll go on to him in a minute, that's only going to be good news for us. The less pressure on Mo, the better it is. But at the moment, to be honest, I reckon he could carry the world. Mo, yeah. I don't think he has a worry in the in the world right now, and I think that is also about feeling secure in the team. Everybody's there, you know, the, the, the main players are around, you know, it feels like a, a proper Liverpool team again that Mo knows. So he's doing his job. I'll do my job. And I, I mean, we've seen Mo run back and I mean, defend and literally do all sorts more. But it's just brilliant. But yeah, even Sadio, much better going back, much better coming back and, and helping Robbo. That partnership's, you know, a little bit off the boil, but that hopefully starts to, to get better. Um, I think that that partnership needs the midfield player to knit it together, though, right? They're missing a big cog because, you know, 
I think that people think of the left-sided, right-sided thing as if, you know, it's just like it's a personnel thing rather than just a tactical role. Because that's really what it is. It's a tactical role, right? The right-sided guy's is. responsibility is it, – it's not – and it's not just necessarily Mo, simply – yeah. There's a reason why Milner played down the left today to support Robbo, yeah. you know, down the left and just in case. And also let Robbo attack and Milner can just fill in and be a bit more exactly. disciplined. And then Milner got an assist. For, for a good um, overlap on, on Mo, so it all worked out nicely there as well for him, didn't it? So, <clears throat> fair play yeah. to James. He played better. He played really well today, Milner, I thought. He, for what he had to do, he did it all well. And, well, and to be fair, Henderson as well. Like uh, Lubo has put into the like, AI Live Show chat, folks, if you're not on Discord, like I said, make sure you join. Lubo's put a past map of Hendo. He didn't get in anyone's way. He did his job at six. He broke up the play at times. He pressed right. And then he just distributed it side to side as he should. And, and there was a couple of good balls over the top to the, to the wings as well. That's fine. That's exactly what he should be doing. Maybe we should rest Fab against the Dross a bit more. It's fine. Play, let Hendo play in the middle. Don't let him play that either side because he fucking roams too much. Um, but okay, Shri, talk to us um, about Sadio, mate. And we'll, we'll, I, we'll go on to I, I think Shrey. in terms of what Justin said, it's his finishing. I, I don't know the numbers. I think out of 101, he's not scored any penalties. And I think, what, 95? Or I don't know the exact number are from inside the box. Apparently, today's was outside, I believe. But majority. So it's just if he finishes, obviously, he's always anyway inside the box, which gives him the better chance. Obviously, it's just his finishing. Uh, I think with the numbers, let's talk about 100, though, Gags. We are not talking. He's hit this 100th today, I believe, in the Premier League. Yes, so that's obviously, great. Yep. Great's a third African after Mo Drogba, obviously, to hit 100 brilliant, Premier Leagues. Brilliant. Great, great, number, great numbers. I, that I puts you into a Premier League legend status, doesn't it, at the end of the day, getting past that number? Absolutely. It does. And I think he's going to overtake uh, Drogba soon. Obviously, Mo has done it already. So, But obviously, that's what we need. He's going to get in the box. It's just his finishing. If he starts finishing, say, 10-15% better than last season, he's going to get 15 to 20 goals easily because he just gets into the box so much and I think we are going the balls are going to be delivered from both flanks there are going to be chances coming in from midfield he just needs to be in the box and finish. there's going to be a lot of one-on-ones obviously I think I think obviously it's not going to be as worse as last season I think that's something we can be sure of he might still not be the best Mane we know of he might never be we don't know but it's never, it's not going to be as bad as it was last year. Obviously, the tide is turning clearly. Sorry to butt in on this, but I'm just watching um, both of the goals split screen for Mo Salah against City and Watford uh, from Taintless Red at Taintless Red on Twitter, guys. He's put it best in the world. And you can just see that, you know, he scored with his right foot last, last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Mo. Cathcart was very worried about that right foot. And Mo just said, no, nah, not today, my friend. I'm not scoring with the right. See you later. <laughs> so, you know what? That is that is another element to that goal. Beautiful. Make sure you go check out that split screen stuff. It's uh, pretty damn cool. I'll um, I'll retweet it now, actually. But, uh, one thing, Gags, how many hmm. times does Mo score from that angle, though? Not only in terms of getting into the box. How Loads. You see a lot of his replays. If you see the replays, there'll be one common replay. Where they will show the far side upright and the ball just getting in. It won't hit the upright. It will just touch near the upright and go in. How he hits the side netting. Yep. Inside of the side netting, it's, it's perfect. 
yeah from that angle the number of goals he scored because that's the one thing i see almost lot of his replays you see from that angle and it's always near the top uh, far upright and the ball just going in the accuracy of doing this again and again and again it's not even within a season we are talking across what four five years now incredible Dude, incredible finishing foster uh, foster saved like two going into the top corner today as well they were perfect just really good saves from mo so <clears throat> yeah we don't know too much see mo just takes over the combo every time but i totally agree with sadio what you're both saying it's those rates of conversion um there was that dip last year i think that's what everyone's saying just didn't look right and people get used to you know how you're playing over a certain amount of time and over two years he was completely hot sadio and if he goes cold all of a sudden it, it really does then look bad and i think now um yeah fans are back as well lubo i think makes a big difference uh, i think our team especially more than most feeds off fans the most and it's an intangible and people don't like it but it's it's true um the singing and the the, the away fans today traveling cop was beautiful and you know the main song they sang was the Bobby song. And I think that just takes us really into discussing Bobby. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, how many times does it happen that a man of the match, uh, uh, you know, a hat-trick is scored and he doesn't get the man of the match. That's because, you you, you know, Watford got Mo Salad, like, like Sri said in his term. Now you got Salad. I think we should do that every time. You just got Salad. And um, <clears throat> basically, Bobby, I don't think Bobby was at his best today. I'm Bobby. sorry to say just wasn't at his best, Justin. I just don't think he had tap-ins, all three. With the, the, they weren't as close as Dirk Kout's hat-trick against Man United, but literally, that is what you're going to... That's what you're going to get. It, it was... I, uh, I thought, Bobby in the first half... Uh, you know what? He scored a hat-trick. I love him to bits as well. But his passing was off, I thought. He was overhitting the pass. He was making bad decisions. He was going the wrong direction when there was somebody free down the other side, all those things. But one thing that Bobby got right today was being the center, the, the central striker and being there when he needed to be. And I'm not sure if he his touches either, Justin, were perfect for the tappings. Like, I think he shinned a couple of them in. I think the last yeah, one was... Yeah, you know what? Was, they all count the, the same. The last one was the best one. Sorry, go on. They all count the same. And look, there's this thing... It's, it's the same thing I'm going to say about Sadio, right? In the end, getting yourself into positions where you can score goals is what you want on your forwards, right? It doesn't necessarily, like, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily the best comparison because they're stylistically extremely different players, but it's not exactly like Pippo and Zaghi was dribbling past everybody and making every single perfect pass. No, but he would end oh, up no, in the right no, spot when, finish, when you need to finish. And but, that's what he dude, did today. Like, dude, he's, yeah, he's done it today. This is what we've been waiting for for a long time. Even Bob, Just yeah. stay in the middle, man. Don't drift. Stay there and, and get the tap-ins and... Thankfully, but, he got them all today. Let's look at it. Let's look at his last two, um, you know, real kind of extended performances we've gotten to see out of him. It was this, and it was um, Porto. He's got five yeah. goals in the about. He's got five goals in the last like 140 minutes he's played. Actually, yeah. again, if we're talking about goal contributions per minute, and obviously it's Bobby's played. But, but, know, but, but count the goals. The what was his last five goals before that, though? <laughs> no, I know, but you know what? I want to look at mental, the right? I'm I'm just trying to live I'm just trying to live 90 minutes at a time man that's yeah. it's the only way I can take this at the moment it's, no, it's I, the only way I can take this at the moment Sorry I'm just trying to be objective and stuff but yeah we got to enjoy it we got to enjoy You have to Bobby Bobby it, having it, a hat trick is superb for him I mean, it, you know what it might change his fortunes as well right 
in the league this year. Look, and he's, he's absolutely rusty. He's, look, there's obviously, that's obviously not how you plot out standard deviation considering the fact that today is probably an outlier. But um, you know what? You just have to hope that he builds on it. And you know what? He absolutely was rusty. Like, there, there's no denying. You know, it's not a perfect performance. He scored a hat trick. It's nice. It's always fun. But he hasn't played a ton of minutes. You just got to hope it comes back into his legs. I think Bobby's another yeah. one of those players where people are jaded by um, – and I shouldn't say jaded because there are some legitimate reasons to be concerned about him more so than Studio. But the actual underlying numbers as far as the positions he gets himself into as far as, you know, XG and XA are still pretty good, right? I think that, you know, you might not see him ever get back to where he was in the season we went to Kiev, right? And basically through about, um, you know, actually I think the tide turned when Allison baptized him. But uh, basically up, up to pre, uh, you know, pre-baptismal Bobby, um, I don't think you're going to see that player again because he's really put a lot of hard minutes into his legs. But we don't need him to be that player, we just need no. him to be a perfectly good functional forward who gives us something stylistically different than Jota and allows yeah. us to sometimes play within the, you know, between the lines a bit more when it calls for it, when an opponent is you know, going to be a, a bit less uh, comfortable with giving us the ball, where teams are going to try to maybe play us against us a bit more. Like Bobby will be very good against a team like Arsenal because he just tortures Arsenal. Oh, but like. But, like, next week against United, that might be the type of game where, you know, you might want to maybe start with Bobby and go to Jota off the bench because, you know, you might want Bobby to hound back whoever's playing in United's midfield too just to keep them unsettled and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And he still has that off-ball work. Well, well, he still has that off-ball Jota's a, Jota's a pressing beast, buddy, to be honest. I know he, I, I know, I know he is, but it's a different manner of pressing. Mm, it is. Um, and yeah. go on. You, you finished your point, but the, the, yeah, but the, the, I think the point to finish on is like you know what he still can contribute a whole bunch to this team. And I, 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 I totally agree. I just totally, I totally agree. Yeah. I really that this is um, a bit of a turnaround for him, and it gives him the confidence he needs. He's getting goals, and you know that we can start getting some of that flair back from Bob. You know, and uh, Shri, this is that's the hope, right? That's got to be the hope. What this type of performance gives, and I know whilst it wasn't his his best on ball and decision-making performance. He's in the right spot at the right time. And that's what we've got to try and hope he can continue to give us. I think, I think he's one of the players who gets most affected by fans. I think that's a fair assumption to make. Mm. Even, even in that small period where I think, was it the Wolves game where we had fans for a few games and he scored, I think his association with fans seems to go, I think he obviously enjoys the rhythm, but that first half, I almost felt like UP, you need to collect another stat called rebounding. He was not passing. There were just rebounds happening. The, like the ball would hit him. He wouldn't hit the ball. The ball would hit him and <laughs> go away. But that, that is the thing. Any space beyond the two yards closest to the keeper, it was pre-season, Bobby. Then he, he just puts on his Milan jersey as Pippo Inzaghi and just finishes them. It was like almost the two different personalities. The pre-season Bobby and then the Inzaghi finishing Bobby we had today. I mean, if you just take out the three goals, you can't even recollect a single other moment where he actually did something which would catch your eye. Yeah, which, which, which is fine. Which is, I'm not saying that is wrong. Which is perfectly fine. But yeah. you have to also accept that is the form he's in. Because 
because if you just see the game you would see three goals he actually played well but if you have seen the game you can clearly see he's not in form in terms of what bobby actually gives the team no he he finished the goals there's no problem but it isn't the <laughs> you didn't play bobby today to score three goals yeah it happened which is but uh, that is the worry i think in terms of what he turns up but i think if there is a chance that bobby goes levels up it has to be now because fans are there i think as i said his his performance levels coincides with fans being available so i again i think it's similar thing with mane which is the good thing that it can't get worse there's no way it gets worse it can only get better brand and I, new brand new um, what's it called today as well when they um a celebration if you saw so good yep. with with sadio I mean, Mane was struggling, poor fellow. He's, he's like, you didn't even tell me. He's so like, you good. didn't even tell me. What the hell do I do? I mean, like, what should I do? This way, this way. It, 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 they were doing the hand actions of what uh, most does with his foot, right? Like, this yeah, way, this way, exactly. where do I go? Where do I go? I mean, like, he's like, okay, I need to watch the tape again and do it next time. So good, so good. I mean, that's the type of thing that he brings. You see, he brings that. that fun to the game when bobby scores bobby didn't do something stupid i mean i think when most scored he's doing fly kicks this picture of him still doing fly kicks again today that's the bobby we want to see you know not that we want to see the bobby that's excited and happy and i th- i think you're right i think the fans his song is legendary his song of the that's the song of the the bounce song of the club era right that's the bounce song sure. that's the one where everybody if you're in the stadium and that's full pelt uh, uh that reverberates through and like i said i've said it on so many pods before the atletico game home uh the covid game there was a moment in that game where literally the stadium was shaking when he when when he scored to make it 2-0 and it just i've not you know felt that type of sound wave go through me for a long time and it was unbelievable so that song it could it could it can inspire anyone it inspired me that day and if he's listening to the fans all the time sing it hopefully hopefully he can um he can perk up now and try and get that some of that old bobby back we don't expect all of it is you know that age is is moving on and stuff like that but if he can pull out performances just to score goals like this it's going to help the team so much the goal difference is so good for us right now that's that's exactly the type of stuff we want to do 3-0s all the time we need a couple of 5-0s a couple of 4-0s we need those type of things just to push that goal difference up we it's going to need we're going to need it and today's going to be one of those that really really helps us so yeah very appreciative of uh, bobby's efforts of happens at least for if nothing else but um today was another most sad day is there any other player that we've missed off today that we haven't discussed. I think Robert was a little bit off it subbed rightly so. Um we've covered I think literally everyone else have I mean we haven't we haven't given a shout out to um to to, to Big Kevin in the, in the net. Oh, to, uh, Big Kevin. He made he, he made the one save he needed to but otherwise he could have watched that entire match. Man, he was desperate to get involved, wasn't he? He was like literally come out of come out of the box. He was like he was like playing the sweeper today probably. Give me I the ball. Stylistically, he's the closest we have to Allison as far as a backup goes, and I feel significantly like I don't. I feel confident with him there. I mean, oh I mean, my I think god! He's, I, think I he's, never feel I think worried when Keller is playing. No, yeah, don't, I, I, never I, feel I, worried. I feel, com- I feel, I feel confident with him there. I, I don't need to use that as an opportunity to take a stab at another guy, right? But we, as we know, we know what we have there. No, but, let's uh, just see. I, 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 I don't feel confident with Adrian in goal. I just don't. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's the statement. That's it. He's a, third no choice, he's a third choice keeper. He's a third choice keeper. 
who's there basically is a break glass at this point. And you know what? It's fine. He can, play, he can play that function. I still think that one of the funniest things I've ever heard, though, is that did you know that no one has ever paid a transfer fee for Adrian in his, in his career? Yeah, that's mental, right? And this it's is nuts. his first contract extension, I believe. Yeah. Wow. It's good money we're, if we're, you can get it. Jesus Christ. We're just, we're just, we just like breaking records, don't we, and, make, say, and, and creating them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be a trivia that'll be a trivia question one day Sri on your trivia when you do trivia in India for Liverpool fans <laughs> but, but talking, about, talking about Keller though if not for that one save he could have kept on Zoom today <laughs> I, I was hoping that he would come out for the second oh, half zingers his... today Hoping he was going to come out for the second half in like a smoking jacket with gla- with slippers on. <laughs> I thought they were going to put a phoning goal on Zoom. <laughs> that would have been fucking class. Oh dear. Right. Okay. There's got to be only one man in the match, right? Everyone. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, who else? Who else do you give it to? I mean. Yeah. He 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 took their heart out. I mean, like you know. Emulating that Gerard passed his storage with the outside of the foot to rip them open for a counterattack. And then basically sitting down their entire defense, you know, in a tight area for, you know, how, how, who else? Watford fans must hate him. Uh, what about the conversation <laughs> for um, Ballon d'Or that's coming out at the moment for, for Moshri? Do you, think, do you I, think people will vote for him? I don't, that's the only thing. I don't think they will. I mean, a lot of things go shit, right? When it comes to public voting, so or anyone. It's not vote, public; it's I, players, right? Sorry, it's I players. The, yeah, the associations. What, what the yeah. national managers and all. I, that's what I mean. A lot of things happens. Like you, you know the shit. Some managers or some coaches pull through. On merit, he should win it, but it's you never know. It's why I would say, obviously being biased. You, you would never have a goalkeeper winning the Ballon d'Or. You would mm. never have it. So in that way, you, on merit, he should, obviously. But I, I think some years it matters if you win something and what you contributed. But in some years, suddenly it doesn't seem to matter if you win something. It just matters how you did in the team. So you have no idea. If, if he wins three, you could say, yeah, he won three, but someone played better, even though they didn't win. Or the other way, let's say we don't win anything, but he scores 50. I'm like, what did you win? It's, there is never constant yardstick. At least that's how I view the wall, Ballon d'Or. On merit, he should, obviously. He's just the world's best player now. There's no debate. I think Klopp even said it, I believe. In the yeah, yeah. There was a quote. Yeah. There's a quote from that, Klopp. I'll try and read it here for you. Klopp to BT, uh, on side to BT. Um, thanks to Liverpool. The pass for the first goal was great, and the second goal was special. He is top. We all see it. Who is better than him? We don't have to talk about what Messi and Ronaldo have done for world football and their dominance. But right now, he is the best. And I think there is clear daylight. That is the thing. It's, it's not even close, no? You could no. argue. In terms of for me, it's like the team is playing well. He pulls off rippers every week. And his passing is great. It's not only he is doing well. He's also ensuring the team is doing well. So overall, the yeah. team is playing better. It dip, I don't know whether it will matter eventually whether we win something or not. But Ballon d'Or, best player in the world is what I interpreted. Dude, he as. dragged us to fourth place, man. And I know there's loads of Thiago and Alisson and all those things in there as well. Trent coming back on form. I mean, but his finishing dragged us back into top four. 
last season, and then this year he's he's on another level. I mean, he, even Chelsea legends are saying he's like the best player in the Premier League at least. That's that's the least that you can say, and you know, even saying that is. I'm so proud of having Mo Salah in a Liverpool shirt for what he brings in, in everything, the, the human he is, what he brings to the football club in terms of culture and where he's from, all of it, every single thing. It's such a, a you know, brings such a sense of pride to a Liverpool supporter to have someone like Mo Salah at your club and performing it's, like he is. He is one of a kind, honestly, so and I, I, so happy. What I would say is in terms of what he does on the f- field, it's almost the single-minded drive of Ronaldo minus the prick bit of it. If yeah, he's not a prick. It. He's absolutely well, not minus a the self Minus the selfishness. Because Ronaldo... Yeah, yeah. Correct. All, all, all prick aspects of Ronaldo, but the single-mindedness of peak Ronaldo, that's what Ronaldo does. See, you might like him. He can just keep scoring. He's just available all the time. He will just keep scoring. It it is the team's form is irrespective. That's what Mo is now at a level. How the team plays has no implications on how Mo plays. If we are good, we are shit. Mo will still score, and that's what we're going. Our team form has no relationship now with his form. As you said, he dragged us to fourth place. We are playing well. He's still playing even better. So the, I think the beautiful thing is a statement he made. You know, when we had that, that run of six league games and he said, this isn't good enough, I promise you we're going to try our better and we'll get into that Champions League spot. And then delivering on it, that's, that's, that's greatness, man. That's greatness type of shit. When you fucking say something and you deliver and then he's saying this year, we're going for it all, man. That's the type of shit it. your teammates watch as well and go, shit, he's a real deal, man. And he's, he's he didn't even talk anyway. the league. He's talking Champions League today. Yeah. I mean, he's already switched on to Atletico, basically. It's mm. like this game is done. Um, his mind is already on Atletico. About yeah. need to win that. He's that's what the drive to win just fucking everything. That's I think. But uh, only one thing. Uh, I know I take the piss a lot of time when Nina turns about on the man of the match. But I'm going to say I hope Nina is listening in when she can. Bobby Firmino. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, she's voting Bobby. So, uh, Justin, me and you, gone for Mo, and that's outdone, yeah. uh, Shri. But that's very nice of you, Shri. Um, so, yeah. I see, but I, just one, one other thing to point out about Mo, just because, you know, the, the superstar phenomena thing. There mm. still remains a painting of him on the side of a building in midtown Manhattan. It's so never going anywhere. Exactly, that's staying there yeah. for a few years. Yeah. You want to know just how big a global superstar he is, you know? A city Mate. that's not a particularly big football city. He, he, he's, he's, on, he's, on, he's on a mountain. He, he's on a building there. Yeah, and me and Man- Mando and I actually took a selfie with it uh, when, we were, when we were sightseeing a couple of years back, the last time we were there, okay. uh, Justin. And we've taken pictures, and that's all on Facebook and stuff. So it was a nice moment for us to do that. Yeah. Uh, Mando, the be- uh, beautiful bastard, was supposed to be on this show. But, um, yeah, he slept in. So everyone, please tweet him and say it. Uh, are you up, mate? Are you up now, mate? Are you up yeah. now, mate? So if you do tweet him, that'll be nice, folks. So, yeah, that'll be funny. But um, <clears throat> thank you so much, Justin, and thank you so much, Shri, um, for supporting me on this podcast, as I was a little bit rusty like Bobby myself today. Just about got the words out, but I'm sure I'll get better and better as time goes on, and same as yeah. Bobby, I hope, too. But um, no, thank you, guys. One, 
one thing gags though if mando was that this is the front three you would have dreamt of right yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> can you come back every week <laughs> oh we have to we have to mention the reds have got no money but we'll still win the league folks we have to say that and uh, yeah okay um justin thank you hope everything's well i'm down your side of the world and uh, on the opposite side of the world thank you very much tree i'm sat right in the middle of both of you which is quite amazing what the internet can do for us two people in totally different three people in totally different time zones talking about one club the club we love and that is liverpool fc and that is the power of anfield index and what we all bring for everyone who's listening so thank you for listening thank these guys for supporting and then we'll i will see you next week on the post-match show thanks folks we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds. And it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.